This is a Valerie Moss original podcast. Welcome back to Valerie's Variety Podcast with your host, me, Valerie Moss. And thank you for listening to part one of the Thrifty Princess Boutique interview. Today, we're going to listen to part two. Hope you enjoy the episode. And if you do, check out her store and let me know what you think. Thanks for listening. So are you from Calgary then? You are? So you're one of those few people who are born and raised here? But you must, obviously, you have other people you know that are born and raised here. Oh, your parents too. So second generation. Wow. So I've only been here for like 20 years. Yeah, that's still quite a lot. Yeah, it's home for me. I love living here. So what high school did you go to? Lord Beaverbrook. Oh, what year did you graduate? 2001, okay. So my husband went to Lord Beaverbrook as well. Yeah. And he graduated in 85 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it hasn't changed a bit. No. Like literally my dad graduated from there. Oh, my my husband's dad as well. Yeah. It's, yeah, one of those. I think they had, (laughs) I think they had the same principal to be honest. So that's pretty scary. When you have the same principal as your father. It was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He'd been there a long time. So did you take um, beauty culture and all no. that at Beaverbrook? No. no. That wasn't really your thing at the time? No. I was more like I would have taken the mechanic classes. Okay. Like I played on the girls' soccer team. Got it. I was more like that type of. Okay. Yeah. Did you sew or anything? Like were no. you? Nothing, hey? No. Okay. Yeah, it was just, it, it is kind of strange, but it's really like spending hours at Value Village hunting for clothes and changing I got, yeah. in the middle of the store. And, right. You know. Just totally yeah, enjoying experimenting. And, got it. Yeah. So what is a favorite thing you like to sell? I, I don't have a favorite thing I like to sell. I just, I really love things. Okay. <laughs> So when somebody has something or tries something on, like, I don't know, it's like this, um, it's like this game I play with myself. When someone walks in the door, I think, like, what, what would they love, you know? And, and it works, like, generally, I think I'm getting pretty good at, you know, picking out things, like, people's tastes, people's um, wants, um, so yeah, it's more like what when they light up, when they see, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what I pick here when I come in. You're always like, oh, I love that. I and you're so genuine. <laughs> I'm like, at first I was like, oh, she's such a good salesperson. It makes me feel so good. And then after I'd been here for a yeah. few times, like you really love what you do. And it's yeah. super obvious. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And it makes people feel good. Like mm-hmm. even seeing that mother-daughter team that came in like they that team yeah they come in and they are always about the shoes and buying this and that like and you just make people feel like they should buy something because it's 
perfect fit or a perfect style or suits their personality. Right. And so it, I definitely it think you got work that. Right. Yeah. You're like, okay. I don't okay. want you to be seen walking around in that. Right. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> that, that's right. Exactly. Um, you have a lot of jewelry in here. So do you have somebody you buy your jewelry no, from? Okay. It's like literally all consignment, and it's crazy, the, the stuff that comes in. Yeah, like you have some really nice. I know. We're sitting right at the jewelry <laughs> counter, so we're admiring it all. Do you have any favorite pieces in here right now? Um, yes. If you look down below you, there's the Navajo squash blossom. What this, is that? Oh, oh wow. Like, it's incredible. I love Okay, so that. pull that out. Let's have a look at it. So it's all um, handmade jewelry, but oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So it's... With turquoise and lots of... Yeah, so designs. what are these called? Those are called the squash blossoms. Okay. Yeah. And I, I'm not an expert by any means on this. There's right. There's so many things to know, but they are um, very valuable and very sought after. So the piece of jewelry we're looking at is, it looks like stainless steel, but it's, it's probably silver. like silver mm -hmm. or... Um, with turquoise. It has a big turquoise emblem on the bottom, and it has these squash blossoms, which look like little candelabra-style finish on them. Mm -hmm. It's That's very jaggedy. It's heavy. It has a beautiful clasp on the end. And how much is it? $525. $525. This might be one of your most expensive items in here. It is, yeah. At the, at the moment. At the moment, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's stunning. It's a beautiful piece of jewelry. Mm -hmm. It's got a gorgeous turquoise bead on the end. And let me see. Oh, it's not too heavy. No. No. It's definitely... Um, it looks heavier than it is. It does look heavy. It looks a little bit dangerous if you were to have <laughs> a couple glasses of wine and wear that. Could be snagging a sweater or something. What else do you have in here that you love? Um, oh, this. Okay, we're opening another cabinet. It's jade. Bracelet. Oh, my gosh. So she just handed me a jade bracelet. The price tag is $48. It's solid jade. It looks like it's about quarter inch thick, and it's completely engraved all the way around. Mm -hmm. What's engraved with? Flowers? It's kind of strange. It sort of looks like a chef's hat. Engraving on it. It's heavy. And there's even engravings on the inside of it. Oh, it's so soft. Yeah, That's beautiful. It is beautiful. But from what I understand about this is it's been more dyed. Like, again, jade is not an area of my specialty, but... It's always fun to learn, like, you get uh, for to sure. so much in this yeah. business. So, yeah, apparently this one has a little bit more of a darker green color than, you know. A standard jade? Yeah, okay. a jade of a higher quality. Okay, I understand. Yeah. And then what's this piece? Oh, this is a Tory Birch cuff. I know. How do you not love that? Tory Birch? Yeah. So is that a designer? Yes. 
Okay. I do really like her designs. So she just handed me a black cuff, shiny black, and it has a T back to back engraved out of the top of it. It's probably an eighth of an inch thick. It's very, very soft on the inside. And it's stunning. It's uh, probably about three inches thick to go around your wrist. Fits my wrist pretty good. It's beautiful. Stunning. So is she a local designer or? No, oh, okay. No. I don't know fashion very no, well. Okay. No. Well, you look at it and it's Oh, it's thank you. Colors. Is this Tori Birch? No. Oh, okay. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so, okay. So what else do I have to ask you? Um, let's see. So we talked jewelry. Any other pieces you want to talk about? Um, to be honest with you, like, I could talk about it all day because I love them all. But, yeah, that's the fun of it, right? It's just all the unique, interesting things. And that's when people bring things in. That's what I specifically look for. Okay, it so... to be interesting, unique, a lot of natural stones, lots of um, silver, or um, I love pearls. Oh, okay. Different. And do you have jewelry that you want to keep and not sell? Oh, God, all the time. All the but time? I really, you know, have to pull myself back and say, oh, well, at least I can look at it. You can look at day. it and enjoy. <laughs> is, there any, is there a piece that you're sad that you let sell that you've kind of lingered on? Um, jewelry, no. Because if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If not, whatever. Okay, come with you. Yeah, same with, I think, clothes, shoes, whatever, right? Yeah, if you're more of that vintage and try on and change yeah. out, then you probably don't have that emotional, no. kind of emotional attachment to it. No, I don't. If I was going to consign my clothes, tell me how the process goes. Um, well, that so rhymed. <laughs> we do take uh, accepting seasonally so right now we're just at the end of our summer drop-offs on june 15th okay and then we'll resume fall in august and yeah so we, we actually have two programs i work with nonprofits as well but for individual consignment um i just um and the information is at thriftyprincess.ca okay for methods but um I just do drop-offs, and I find it easier that way, and then I can go through things over the period of the day and, you know, look through. I look at labels. I look at quality. That's really the most important thing. Kind of care if it's yeah, pretty exactly. used and whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, the uh, dated, like how, how current the style is. Um, and then sometimes it's like, oh, my God, I know the customer who would love that, right? So... Oh, yeah. Okay, so you kind of have that. Yeah, it's really like seeing things. I'm a visual person, so, mm -hmm. yeah. It's, uh, so I just I go through things, and then I contact the customer and let them know what I could accept and what I can't and give pick up and things. But do you I feel can't. guilty about not taking things? I used to a lot more than I do now, but now I think of it, well, it's... Um, you, you can't... I, there's no possible way. That you can take everything. No. Oh, my God, no. Right. That's the thing that surprises me the most is, well, it shouldn't really, but the amount of stuff that I, I get in here is, is crazy. Like, so we, I just want to interrupt you for a second. So when I first got here, 
Jen said she had a basement that was dirt basement in this 1912 property. So I said, oh my God, you have to take me down there. So we go down there and I'll post some pictures on my blog, but it's, I think we counted eight racks. So she has eight full-size dress racks of clothes that have been here for only recently, maybe a month or so, less than a month, month that she will rotate out. And it was full and it's super cool down there. Short, short ceilings. It kind of feels good. It's very sound. And as a side note, she said that there was this piece of plywood on the wall. (laughs) So I said, what's behind there? Apparently there's a tunnel that goes under Edmonton Trail behind the wall. So maybe one night we'll have to investigate further. (laughs) But... She has a tremendous amount of inventory in here at that. She cycles through very regularly. So you're not sitting on it often. I heard you earlier, you were talking about, we got to get our stampede stuff out and get that kind of ball rolling. So that's what, in a month or so? Yeah, I'd like to have it out right away. Right away. Right. Right. Yeah, so she'll be pulling out all her plaid and she'll be getting all her cowboy boots dusted off I see a red pair of cowboy boots right there um so okay so people come in off the street they got a bag of clothes yeah so you say okay let me go through it do you kind of scan it while they're here or do you I I used to but to be honest with you it's um it it doesn't work because I'm constantly interrupted and customers and people who are shopping are really my main priority when people are in the store I like to pay attention as to you know, for sure. For assistance, that's kind of my jam. I right. Love. And that's kind of like yeah. the point of your yeah, shop. Exactly. Right. Like we need to sell things too. Right. So, yeah, I, I really um, focus on drop offs and then I go through it within a day or two. It usually doesn't take me that long. But mm-hmm. I just like to have, you know, a quiet moment to kind of really be careful as to what I'm looking at. Right? Well, yeah, what and you I need to make sure that it fits basement. into the store. and Totally. Into your sizes. And do I have like a ton of jeans right now? Do I need more? So there, there is really a lot of factors. Yeah. So when you're looking at this stuff, is it more, can I sell it right away? Or you were saying you have somebody that might like it. Like I guess like, so if I was to bring in, I have like a stash that I've been putting in together. So I have like a dress and I have some dress shirts and a couple mm-hmm. pairs of pants like, how do you know if they're going to actually fit in, in your, just bring them in and have you look at them? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And because describing something. Yeah, you, you know, have no idea, exactly. right? A white shirt. Yeah. It could be a million. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And you have regulars that come in or do you have a lot of Absolutely. like one-offs? Um, you know what? I do get lots of walk-in traffic, but I have lots of really great regular loyal customers like the mother-daughter duo that was here earlier. They yeah. followed me from Brentwood, so... Oh, nice. Yeah, so I have lots of customers that just keep coming. That's good, yeah, and followed awesome. you I followed really you over here. Like yeah. So what happens if stuff doesn't sell and you've had it in here for a month or so or a couple it's months? Usually, yeah, a couple months, and then I put things on sale. Okay. Just to rotate them, and then after that period of time, depending on what it is, I do send things to the walk-in closet or wins. Of course, 
with the exception of designer items or, you know, there are certain things that I don't mind returning, but it's just the cycle, right? Right. Kind of keep moving things. And I just, keep it fresh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I used to do returns at my other store, but... Oh, really? Most of the time, people would never want it or not come pick it up anyway, so I just right. decided to just, you know, have them sold, it's moving on. Okay, so you do it 50% off, and then if it doesn't yeah. sell, do you donate or...? To the walk-in closet or when okay. women in society. Right. Yeah. And so do you have a consignment and a cause that's oh, unique yeah. to Calgary. Yes. So why don't you tell me a bit about that? Yeah. So that was actually um, one of the reasons that moving to a bigger location really sparked my interest was because of this um, consignment for a cause and the relationship that I have with the Meow Foundation um, along with a few others. But a couple years ago the Mia Foundation was doing their garage sale mm-hmm. and they didn't want to accept clothing at their garage sale so they approached me and asked if I would consign the clothes for them or what I oh, thought doing that. Oh, I see, okay. And then I was like, oh, it's like consignment for a cause. Right. And so I started to Google it and it actually is a big thing in places like, you know, New York, um, bigger. Be amazing there, yeah. right? Right. And, and then on that scale they do like opera oh like ca- oh okay like, like I was gonna say like costumes and stuff like that or yeah but really high end like you know swanky galas wow <laughs> I know I'm on this scale but they're like way up here but so yeah it, it does exist it's just a very unique thing too um, I didn't really see anything else in Canada and mm. definitely you know in, in our city so I started to kind of develop the um, terms and conditions and how it would work. And oh, interesting. Work. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the Mia Foundation was really like the pilot project for it. Okay. And yeah, it was amazing. Like I, I to date, so that's only a couple years. Okay, so it's years. just been in the last. Yeah. Okay. Two and a half years, we've raised over $15,000. Wow. Their supporters donating their clothes, shoes, and accessories, and jewelry to their account. So then, instead of an individual account, the Mia Foundation um, receives the 40 to 50% of the selling price. Oh, I so, see. Yeah, it's really a brilliant alternative way of fundraising. Well, and it's kind of classier. It's not your flea market. It no. makes people feel good. It has such a neat purpose. Yeah. yeah. Wow, great. Totally, and I've always been kind of interested in how to work that into my business because mm-hmm. I, I love business but I also love giving back to the community in, in whatever form right so this is my way that I can integrate the two together oh interesting so how do you know what to kind of hold aside for the meow foundation or this consignment yeah, consignment for a cause versus your Women in Need Society or your... Oh, so, well, really what happens is peop- they, they do all the advertising. Okay. So they'll put it on their Facebook or their, um, you know, 
know, social media avenues are newsletters, and their volunteers or people who support them, uh, or anybody for that matter, hmm. could come in with a bag of clothes and say, I want you to just put this on the Mia Foundation account. Okay. So it kind of more works like that. I see. Yeah. Got it. So yeah. then you tag take it, however, yes. yeah, and put it. Right. Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah. So, okay. And I also work with Positive Match, which is a I know them. Group, yeah. Uh, muscular dystrophy. Um, and, I mean, I've done uh, things with Children's Hospital, you know, different projects. Is it personal for you, or yeah. it is? Well, we grew up, uh, my brother has spina bifida, so I okay. always grew up in community-based mm-hmm. organizations. So we were part of the CADS program for many years. Okay. And um, did lots of fundraising with that and also with I played soccer for many, many years as well. Right. So it's always very interesting to me, like, how that all works. And, you know, like, you got to sell a lot of sausages. And you got to, like, oh, get, go Constant up, fundraising, door to door. Doors for bottles. Like, we've, we've done it, right? Right. And it's crazy, so why not do it with a different twist? Yeah, and in some sort yeah. of a different medium. Yeah, and sometimes people can't necessarily say, well, yeah, I'll give you $20, but you know what, maybe I have three coats that I never wear. Yeah. Maybe that makes a difference. That's really interesting because... Yeah. There are so many times where you get, you know, hounded from school or from some other hounded might not be the right word, but there's a lot of fundraising that goes on around us and around, you know, our society that there's always people in need or... Yeah, and it does get a little overwhelming and I think people get a little bit annoyed and jaded by the constant, like, you know, so why not try it a different way? Mm Mm-hmm. And it has such a positive spin on it. Right. Exactly. Well, that's really positive. Wow. It's worked really well. Um, Yeah, and it's still in its beginning stages. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's really a trial and error thing. And not so much errors because it's, you know. Right. So you you might make more money on some items or more money during certain months. So so you have a garage sale kind of going on in your building. In your building upstairs (laughs) for them. Yes. And how has it been? Has it been good? Like, do you get walk-in traffic for it? Well, that's the other good point of this whole thing is that I, it's a, it's a mutual benefit. Right. I get advertising mm-hmm. from, and they get advertising and they get my customers. I, you know. You get theirs. Yeah, exactly. So it's been a really, really good well, when I was here a couple weeks ago, I parked in the back alley, which normally I don't. Normally I like park in the lot beside you, mm-hmm. and I pay for parking, then I come in, or I'll go next door and have supper or whatever. And so I parked in the back alley, and I'm like, oh, like I love garage sales. So like you, I like mm-hmm. to find like some little trinkety thing, or, and it could be like as simple as like an engraved antique spoon, or like a cool ring, or whatever. So I was like, hmm, I was kind of tempted to go in, but I had London with me, and I had only a certain amount of time to be here, so I was, like, focusing on the store. Mm-hmm. But I was curious, like, what that was all about, and because I remember your kitchen was set up with, like, some antique 
dishes and stuff. Yeah. And it had on there Meow Foundation. Whoops. Um, it had on there like Meow Foundation garage sale or something like that. Like you had some notes. Yeah. Um, Thrifty Princess at Home. That was oh, okay. Yeah. So we were doing that um, with the Meow Foundation Positive Match and Muscular Dystrophy um, as a, a different kind of twist because having two levels in this space, I, I wasn't really sure how um, many clothes I would have to fill it. Right. So we tried this um, concept, and the, one of the founders of Mia Foundation really helped me out with that. So oh, interesting. Kind of help, like, get your head yeah. around, like, how we can work this yeah. kind of together. Yes. So your space upstairs is pretty neat. Yeah. We talked about it a bit before. You mm-hmm. used to have your 50% off shoes and clothing and that so how long is this garage sale for the meow foundation going on like and like endlessly or is it just like a certain chunk of time yeah it was just a trial to see how it worked um because they lost their uh, their space their shelter is now full of cats which is really the whole purpose of it so that's really great okay yeah (laughs) but um so for the summer i just kind of wanted to see how i could manage one level Right. How that would work. Is it better? Um, yes and no. Like, it's um, it, the space I could use because there's always more stuff, like you saw. Mm-hmm. So I really could use it. But then I also would need help. So I'm not sure. Oh, I see. Know. So if you were to expand yeah. the amount of inventory, you might need another. Yeah. Did you have another person working here I before? Did, and it was okay. a contract. So okay. So you're just testing it out yeah. to see? Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, so, so there till the end of September. Oh, end of September, so for the summer. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And you have a lot of walking traffic for that? Yeah, it's getting better. It's good. Hmm. It just takes time. Everything takes time, right? Yeah, and you have to be patient, yes. keep your, your like, promotional yeah. stuff happening. So I'm a huge fan of you on Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram, and you're always posting, like, the cutest pictures of outfits and shoes and yes I'm always salivating to come down here to try on something so thank you and just give me your um, social media handles again let me know like how to find you sure so uh, our website is thriftyprincess.ca Facebook is thriftyprincessboutique and Instagram is also thriftyprincessboutique okay and what are your hours on Mondays, so Tuesdays, Wednesdays, uh, 11 till 6, Thursdays, 11 till 7, Fridays, 11 till 6, Right. Saturdays, 10 till 5, and Sundays, 10 till 4. Oh, so you just mix it all up. Yeah, it's just, I I don't know. Works better for your... about the trial period right now. Right. See what works and what doesn't. Yeah, I really like that you're open on the weekends, Mm -hmm. especially on Sunday. Saturdays are super busy. I don't know about everybody, but for my life because I work full time and I can scooch in here after work once mm-hmm. in a while and on Sundays so yeah. that's really nice and Mondays people don't normally shop maybe yeah a slower day yeah. right <laughs> yeah totally. yeah thank you thanks thanks thank for uh, coming on the show yeah, and awesome. hanging out with us thanks for more information visit thrifty princess boutique on Facebook and Instagram And she also has her own online store, so you can check out all her goodies on there as well. 
Thanks for listening to the podcast and let me know what you think by leaving me a comment or rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Blueberry, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Music and sounds for this show is provided through GarageBand and due to the classy nature of Jen's store, we've chosen Classy Change Layers. The intro and outro for this podcast is recorded by London Moss. The podcast is produced by me, Valerie Moss, through GarageBand and WordPress. Coming up on our next episode, we are going to be taking a step back and investigating the 1970s in Calgary. Want to learn a little history? I'll be sharing some with you on future episodes. Thanks for listening. Oh, and stay tuned for some of the outtakes from today's interview. It was fun. Thank you. Visit ValerieMoss.ca for more information.